Hi, I'm Stacy. I love talking about how to know and live out God's callings in our lives, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in comfy armchairs. You can head to my website, stacysummero.com, for more on discernment. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y-S-U-M-E-R-E-A-U.com. It is iced coffee time, am I right? I just moved to Winchester, Virginia, just getting settled in my new house here. I wouldn't say it was smooth, but it happened, <laughs> and we're here, <laughs> and man, it's hot. It's hot down in the south, but that's good. Uh, one really fun project that I've been working on since I got here is I've been restoring an 1890 organ, 1890s organ from Brattleboro, Vermont. So you can head over to my Instagram stories. I'm at Stacy Summero, and you can see what is going on with that. It's absolutely flabbergastingly beautiful. And I'm an old soul, so I love old things. So I just couldn't throw this organ away, even though it was absolutely destroyed. It was split into 70 pieces, spread out over about 100 yards in the highway. And I was like, I'm not giving up on you. So it's now in my living room. I think it looks pretty dang good. So check it out on Instagram. I don't know if you guys heard the last episode, but I started a Patreon. So if you want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com slash called and caffeinated, all one word. And I want to thank everyone who has become my caffeinated crony so far. Um, I just appreciate you so much. And if you join caffeinated cronies for $5 a month, that's to help support my ministry with this podcast. You can snag a beautiful t-shirt if you join before September, I think it's September 5th. So head on over there as soon as you're done with this episode, check it out. Also, after this episode, I want you to stick around for a quick little sung version of Non Nobis Domine, which I sang all the time at my high school in Manassas, Virginia. It's called Seton School. Holla, anyone who went to Seton. Um, it was also featured in the epic film uh, Henry V featuring Kenneth Branagh. So beautiful, beautiful piece. Just stick around for that. All right, let's get to the episode. So my friend Greg Sheffield is a seminarian for the Diocese of Rochester. Guys, he's only 25, but you would never know it from the way he speaks. He has been given such wisdom. It's amazing to, to have you, him here. I love introducing my friends to my friends, so it's my absolute pleasure to share Greg with you in this episode. I've been feeling such a desire to talk about something that's been constantly coming up for me in my prayer, which is that literally nothing matters except getting to heaven. It's that simple. Hence the name of this episode, You Have One Job. So we touched on this a couple episodes back with Melanie Pritchard. You can go listen to that one. In this episode um, where she shared that she died and she came back to life and she shared about how she lives differently now. And this episode is kind of the completion of that one. So as we go about our busy days and we make all these millions of decisions, literally the only thing that matters is whether or not we are holy whether or not we get to see God face to face at the end of our life. So we're diving really deep into this topic today. You're going to love Greg as much as I do. And without any more hubbub, here is Greg Sheffield. Greg, it is so nice to have you here with me on Called and Caffeinated. Welcome. Great to be here with you, Stacy. Thank you. And this is a rare privilege that we actually get to do this in person because most of my guests have to be over Skype. But we mm. are actually living in the same town until next Tuesday when I move. This so. is true. And this mm -hmm. is sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 
Tears. Yeah, tears. <laughs> Just many of them. <laughs> it's okay. You're going back to Boston in the fall anyway, so yeah. we wouldn't see you because you're going to the seminary. Yes. You are going into year four? Well, okay, so, uh, so I will be in second theology. So mm-hmm. it's basically, to make a long story short, um, two years to the diaconate, three to priesthood. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you've been in the seminary now for four years or three years? So, yeah. Two years for uh, pre-theology, which is basically philosophy. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, or pre-the, as the cool kids pre-the. call it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pre-the. I mean, <laughs> we get rid of those kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> out on their butts. <laughs> get uh, <oops>. out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, two years of pre-theology and then um, two years of, I've done, so one year of theology, I had to break for halfway through my second year of theology due to um, ACL, sur- uh, ACL surgery, which mm. I had back in January. Yeah, yeah, um, that's crazy. And you've mostly recovered, you're off for the summer and then you're going back. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it'll um, it'll be good to kind of kind of be with the guys again and yeah um and to kind of kind of merge back merge mm-hmm. back onto not 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 that i've gone off the path but to kind of be on it more uh more intentionally you know i see right right because this is the track you've been wanting to be on for you know and to have to get off it for such a long time must feel like you're waiting yeah yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's 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 interesting that you say that because you know even though there's been this kind of you know, diversion, you know, that's, you know, even though that's not technically being at the seminary, it's still part of the track, mm-hmm. you know, um, all within God's timing and within God's plan. And, mm-hmm. um, and that, that's definitely been made clear to me. Um, mm-hmm. cause oftentimes when we think of how things should go, um, you know, there's the old line, if you want to make, you know, God laugh, tell him your plans. Oh yeah. So, I mean, you know, this, I mean, this whole kind of detour was not part of my plan, but it was mm. part of his and mm-hmm. um, there's been abundant fruit. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been coming to me lately that just the most <clears throat> important thing, rather more important than actually doing anything in this life is willing to do God's will. Mm-hmm. Like often what I get hung up about in my day as a stay at home mom is my little um, children, uh, I'm trying to get them uh, breakfast, but in the process, this happened today. One of them actually takes an egg out of the refrigerator and cracks it on the floor, and so yes. I can't, I can't do the thing that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they do it again while I'm cleaning up the first egg, and then they spill the juice that I give them. And so it's like I can't get to the thing because there's all these other things in the way. Mm-hmm. And so my idea is like, well, following God's plan is doing all of the things, whereas. <laughs> following his plan is actually really um, being the person of Christ to them and being patient with them as I struggle myself to uh, struggle with this, this lack of uh, clarity and lack of um, a plan, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. a very, it's a crooked, they say God writes straight with crooked lines. So true. And, and I feel like every day is a lot of crooked lines. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you've kind of got this idea of I'm supposed to be this thing. There's all these things getting in the way, but it's the thing, the very things getting in the way that are the thing that God wills for you right that moment to overcome. Sure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, thank God for that because Mm -hmm. if we lived our lives totally according to our plan, there'd be very little for us to rely on God for. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, 
those are those are those little you know those little uh, those little upsets <clears throat> excuse me or that, big um, upsets or big upsets i mean you know <laughs> eggs on the floor man just, <laughs> that's pretty big uh, humpty dumpty <laughs> dude great fall <laughs> such a great, you can't put it back together <laughs> you can't do it just like you can't put back your patience together again <laughs> nope nerp no i lost it yeah no it was not good it was not good but those are those moments though um uh uh so uh, one of my favorite writer, yeah, one of my favorite ri- uh, favorite writers, Jean Pierre de Cossade, he talks mm-hmm. about how um, the present moment is a kind of sacrament, mm. and God comes to us in every moment of our lives, and um, kind of making the analogy to the Eucharist, you know, it, you know, looks like bread, tastes like bread, feels like bread, but God himself is present Mm. looks like eggs is eggs you know kids being you know out of hand but our lord is coming to you in that Mm -hmm. um yeah opportunity for teaching for patience for love for um, and the way that we respond to them and Mm -hmm. and the way that we respond in those moments is how we respond ultimately to Christ. You know, mm-hmm. whatever you did to the least of these, you did, you did to me. Yeah, and that is discipline too, you know, learning how God is, teaching them how God acts toward us because God is our parent. So mm-hmm. it is, you know, it is discipline, but it's loving discipline. It's not, sure. you've displeased me and so now you have to go in your bed. But it's, sure. this is not the right thing to do. We don't go in the fridge. This this wastes food. And so, you know, it's loving discipline. I love you, but you have to go in your bed. So, sure, and he, which and I do perfectly all the time. <laughs> Well, I mean, God, God's doing the same thing with you. Right. I mean, exactly. you may have plans, but he's disciplining you with mm-hmm. kind of holding you back a little bit to say, hold, well, hold on, you know, in due time. Mm-hmm. But first, you know, but follow me now where I want you. Mm-hmm. And so as you're disciplining the kids, you know, you may want to be doing something else, you know, whether it be prayer or, you know, relaxing or, you know, whatever. Nothing wrong with those things. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> but, you know, God disciplines. He kind of, you know, uh, sometimes he takes away the comforts mm-hmm. to prepare us for a greater joy, a greater happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we talked a lot about that, actually. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, my guest, Lindsay Schlegel, had a really good book called, um, oh gosh, what was her book called? This is terrible. It's the cupcake book. I've seen, it's got a cupcake. Good to me. Don't forget to say thank you. That's what it's called. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know, I called it the cupcake book on the episode as well, because the, the the cover is so beautiful. We talked a lot about finding God in the small things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, usually I start off every episode with a question that's the same for everyone, and it just helps people get to know you a little bit sure. in your own words. So here's the question. What calls have you received from God in your life so far, and mm-hmm. what did the, receiving those calls look and feel like? Oh, that's a good question. Mm, um, it's a big one. I mean, the most obvious one, obviously, well, that was redundant. The most obvious <laughs> one is... Um, is priesthood mm-hmm. uh, that came to me probably late in middle school, okay. um, and uh, prior to that time, didn't want to be a priest. You know, mm. I wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to be a historian. I wanted to actually 
I actually thought about becoming a marine sniper at one point. Hmm. Fun fact. Um, what, wait, what does that mean? Like, so a sniper in the Marines. Oh, don't you mean like an underwater sniper? There's probably like, one out there like, somewhere. Yeah, like killing sharks. <laughs> one shot, one like, kill. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're filming like a movie about like a beach yeah. movie, you got to have underwater snipers to watch out for the sharks. Baywatch, it, it, it's gotten a lot more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a job. Cool. And that's one you aspired to. Interesting. Yeah. So, ah. so I, so I thought about that and, <laughs> and, uh, but you know, I think the way that my vocation kind of really started to form itself, um, was, uh, I went to a, um, I went to a conference in Roch in, uh, Rochester, New York mm-hmm. and, uh, and Dr. Scott Hahn, Mm. Was one of the guest speakers there, as well as Father John Kura- uh, Father John Karabi, um, kind oh, of yeah. kind of for the. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's not around now. Uh, he uh, he's not around now, but uh, he was on probably about ten years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, was he the one who kind of had a controversial ending with? Yeah, the, I you know yeah. I mean it's hard to even know. I mean he kind of went off the radar. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know pr- pr- like the details of what happened, but I know that mm-hmm. he was a really holy priest mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you know, I know a lot um, of people were sad about him leaving the priesthood. Yeah, and it was kind of yeah strange, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, so so seeing them, um, particularly I think Scott Hahn, um, it really um, seeing him, but then also um, the influence of my dad as well, mm-hmm. um, and he really showed me the typology of scripture. And uh, he pointed me to Isaiah fifty-three, which is the song of the suffering, ser- uh, song of the suffering servant. Mm. And uh, and so I read it, and my dad asked me, you know, what, what, uh, who do you think that that's about, right? So you know, you know, I gave my back to those who beat me, my mm. my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. I said, well, you know, G- Jesus. And then he's like, when did you think that was written? I said, oh, you know, pro- I probably made a, made a guess of like, you know, whenever, 700 years before Christ. Hmm. And that floored me. I, was, I mean, that, that reality of just how pinpoint pre- precision that was, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, that's like someone in like the Middle Ages writing with pinpoint precision about, you know, the way that we would die. Mm-hmm. You know, I how mean, it's just, fla- just yeah. flabbergasted. And, um, mm-hmm. and so that kind of morphed into, you know, I may want to become a theolo- theolo- uh, theologian, mm. but then that morphed into, I think God may be calling me to be a priest. Hmm. And how did you feel when you felt I, that, when you thought that? Yeah, I, it's hard because, it, because it's been so long ago, but I mean, I don't remember thinking of it like, oh my gosh, no, like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you know, um, I, I think I definitely, I, I think I accepted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was willing to do what I had to do to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I still date, I, I, I would still date in high school and things like that. Um, you know, so, I mean, it was there, but it was kind of back burner, you know, it was kind of hanging there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so that's definitely one call. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to pinpoint other calls, um, you know, I mean, I mean, we receive so many little calls throughout the day, mm-hmm. you know, things that, I mean, cause that's, I mean, the priesthood thing is like probably like my biggest, right? Yeah. You know, and then probably after that, you know, or before that would be like my baptism, mm-hmm. right? I mean, through my parents. Um, you did miss one really 
ginormous oh, call. Oh, what did I do? The oh universal gosh. call to holiness. Oh, oh. gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. It's the name enough. of the episode, Craig. Oh my gosh. I had one job. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> Were you trying to lead me into this? Nope. Darn that's God. actually, no, that's the question I ask everybody at Fair the beginning, enough. I promise. Yeah. Fair enough. No, it just literally came to me as Well, a you know, I mean, that is the call of all calls. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that is the call that embraces all others. I mean, mm-hmm. all calls stem from holiness. Then it comes into, okay, what vocation do, do I enter to live out that holiness, which then kind of narrows down into like for priests, it's okay. What diocese or what religious order for, uh, for someone who's thinking about the married life, who am I going to marry? Um, where am I going to work, et cetera? Right. All Um, those. And I like to cover all of those in my podcast because I want to broaden this definition of discernment. Like God cares about, God does care about where you're working. God does care about whether or not you have balance in your life and a good prayer life and all these things. Well, obviously God cares if you have a good prayer life, but God also cares about your decisions of like how many children to bring in the world. You're not just separate from him and all these decisions. But I love that we're talking about holiness because, um, because it is that umbrella over all the other calls. And I've been feeling in my heart just in prayer and like constantly throughout the day, I just keep asking myself, like, what is all this for? You know, and it, it just seems like, like, literally, you have one job. <laughs> you know, it's like, people will be like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And I, in a way, yes, like, it's how you struggle. It's, it's important. It's how you struggle when your kid throws Humpty Dumpty on the floor. But it's also... Like, why would you ever do it a way other than how you want to do it unless there is a destination? Mm-hmm. Why would you ever? Mm-hmm. And, and I I just see like, um, I don't know, I, I a hunger for that, that real clarity about heaven has really been yeah. kind of put into my heart and, and, and asking of what is this all for? And, and maybe even just as we buy a house, like asking, you know, thinking of uh, my quote unquote dream house. And, and I look at all these houses and I'm like, is this the dream house? Is this the dream house? And then at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't like, we'll live wherever and we'll be happy as long as there's, is this not horrible, you know? And it, there is no dream house really, except our father's house in mm-hmm. heaven. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that was just really freeing. Cause I was like, I can be happy with something that's so much less than perfect in this world, because literally the only thing that matters is mm-hmm. holiness. You have one job. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> so I love that we're talking about this. Um, so what is holiness? So we just, so we're on the same page. Let's get real basic. All right. Standard textbook. Yes. Holiness. Get your pens out. Oh man. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> holiness is fidelity to the will of God. Mm hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. One job. Yep. I mean that. I mean, if you really want it, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, now those are very broad concepts. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they can't be pinned down, but they look very different in in, in the individual lives of you know countless p pe- countless p pe- uh, countless people. But if you boil it down to the essence, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. One of the beauties of the of our faith is that there's such a witness that this can take many different forms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you have a Saint Therese, and you have her parents who are now saints. Yeah, very different lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a Pope Saint John Paul II, and then you have Saint Anthony of the Desert. Very different, but all of them had that one thing. The one thing. Ne- the one thing. Ne- uh, the one thing necessary, as Christ said. Mm-hmm. You know, they were faithful to the will of God 
as it presented to it, as it presented itself to them in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, before we ask about how it presents itself sure. to you in your life, I would love to just expand a little on the individuality aspect of it. Sure. Because I notice, um, well, first of all, we have the communion of saints, and it's really hard to not compare yourself to mystics and visionaries and levitation and all these things that you hear about, all these stories and all these, you know, these world famous. Um, um, they've passed into the into the stories in the hearts of Catholic people and that being just like really grounded in the individuality and like not um, not doing anything for a notice to be noticed mm-hmm. um, by other people, but really making holiness for God, mm-hmm. you know, and living out his his calls faithfully. So let's talk about I like how you say being faithful to the will of God. Like how how do you this is a big question, but how do you know? what the will of God is in your Ooh. life. This is the million dollar question. Yo, I listen, Pat Sajak and Vanna White, you got nothing on this. <laughs> uh, so, you know, how, how do we know the will of God? So, it's actually very simple. Um, we, you know, we as Catholics are, you know, we have, we have been, we have been made aware of the, of the will of God through the church mm-hmm. and uh so you know the 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 te- the te- the uh, te- the teachings of the church um and that we abide by them there's one the state that we live in that is the will of god they receive the the state when it's when it's pro- uh, when, when it properly exercises its um its authority receives that authority from god so therefore, when they speak, in a certain sense, God is speaking. Mm. Um, so don't speed, you know. <laughs> don't speed on the highways. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so uh, you know, so so from the church, from from the state, from our individual states in life, mm-hmm. right? So if you have certain responsibilities as a as a as a mother, that's the will of God for you. You are to take care of your children. You are to pay the bills. You are to, um, uh, you are to, uh, you know, provide, provide, you know, you know, provide for your (laughs) child's education, laundry, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and these duties come up in the present moment, Mm -hmm. right? That's the only place where we can find, where we can live with God, mm, mm-hmm. um, which is actually very freeing. I was m- just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Many people live in, I mean, we should be mindful of the past and we should be mindful of the future, but we mm. should only live in the present. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, you know, we live in the past and the future, but we're, we're like, you know, somewhat occasionally mindful of the present. Mm. Um and God meets us right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we do what we have to do for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And um, so to be holy, keep doing what you need to do for our for our Lord's sake. And you know, you know, I, um, in terms of the conception of holiness, it's not hard. Mm. You know, I mean, uh, Jean Pierre de Cossade in his book. Um, um, uh, um, abandonment to divine providence. Um, he talks about how I mean, being holy has been made as easy to come by as eating, drinking, clothes, etc. He makes it available to us. It's not like this, you know, 
um, this, you know, star in the sky that mm. we, that, that there's absolutely no way that we can reach it. Right. No, no. It comes to us in the very ordinary daily grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It almost seems like sometimes we can make holiness a little bit um, as unattainable as, let's say, our popular culture makes um, beauty. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, holiness would be the beauty of the soul. But in popular culture, we see, like, you know, models, and only 5% of those women can actually, of all women, can actually have those those body types and those features just because of the way that they're built. And so, it's already for this very, very small, tiny little percentage of people who could ever even achieve that. And sometimes it feels a little like holiness is that way. Mm-hmm. So, we get all wrapped around ourselves, and, and we start to think, like, oh, so-and-so is super holy, and I wish I were like that, or I wish I, I just had that thing. I wish I was born with it. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like holiness is not that way. Yeah. And, um, and we can get also caught up. I certainly do this in the small unseen things, kind of getting slogged down or bogged down in the, just the drudge of kind of daily life, thinking this isn't making a difference, but every mm-hmm. one of those little moments, because the present is all we have. That is our opportunity to shine. It's really a shining opportunity. It's mm-hmm. not just, a small thing. It is a big thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, you're uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, th- those daily things. It's it's hard to be to be heroic in those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the challenge of like Saint Therese's little way, right? Mm. Is being it's it's hard to be heroic when your kids put eggs on the floor than it is if you were called to like give twenty dollars to a homeless person. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and absolutely. Uh, so those, I mean, holiness is, you know, it's as available as your phone. Hmm. It's Mm -hmm. always on you because the will of God is constantly being played out in our lives. It's the one fixed thing that really no one can get rid of. Hmm. Um, and so, and, 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 uh, that, and that's one of the beautiful things too, when we, when we fall, when, when we fall away from really living out what God has asked of us, we can come back very easily hmm. because we, we give a, we basically let, we, we let our Lord pit, pick us up mm-hmm. and we, and we give our fiat back mm-hmm. into a total surrender to the will of God. Now you say easy, it's not actually easy, but it is easy in concept. It's easy yes. in the sense of, well, now you're in a brand new moment. Sure. So go ahead and, Give her fiat again. And the only difficulty really, now I'm thinking, I'm just thinking of this. Yeah. The only difficulty really is our memory of how we just fell a moment ago. Yeah. And all the times we've fallen in the past is what makes the difficult uh, present moment being giving God our fiat and our surrender. Sure. But it's actually just, it's not actually difficult <laughs> because we're in a brand new moment. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and, and, yeah, and, th- and those moments are constantly given to us. And, I mean, they're not always going to be there, which is kind of the impetus of, you know, remaining with, you know, uh, you know re- uh, remaining faithful to, 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 to God's will. Because as soon as death comes, your time is up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, it, it, God is asking us, and, and, no, and, and, and note, Holiness is not perfectly fulfilling the will of God. Mm. It's fidelity to the will of God. Mm. And fidelity doesn't necessarily mean perfection. 
Hmm. Fidelity means you keep getting up and you Hmm. keep going and you Mm -hmm. keep going and you keep beginning and you keep beginning. Hey y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment, quick time out to just remind you about my Patreon account that I started. I promise this will be fast. I just wanted to let you know once again that if you join for $5 a month and become a caffeinated crony, you will help support not only my my podcast, uh, putting money in my pocket, but also you will help support my sound editor, who is a wonderful Catholic husband and father. He has two small children of his own, as do I. And so by uh, putting part of your resources toward the podcast every month, you can have the satisfaction of knowing that you are helping a grassroots Catholic initiative. Um, putting unique content out there in the world that you won't find anywhere else. Also, if you become a caffeinated crony, you'll have exclusive access to Coffee Sips, which is my new Catholic lifestyle show. It's going to help support you in your liturgical living and other areas of Catholic life. So I really hope that you'll check it out. Patreon.com slash called and caffeinated. And don't forget for a limited time, if you join before September 5th, you will snag a beautiful t-shirt. These are my favorite t-shirts. I am not even joking. They are the first ones that I reach for in the morning. I wear them all the time because they are so soft and so comfortable and they will help you live your faith boldly. So check it out. And now back to the episode. Those who we think that are up in the clouds, they weren't, I mean, if we were to ask them, they weren't. Right. They have things to deal with we have no oh, yeah. idea about. Christ spent 10 times more of his life doing the little things mm-hmm. than the big things. That's true. He was um, His public ministry was only three years long. Yeah. And his private life was 30 years 30 long. 30 years. And that says something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That's pretty amazing when you think about that. So, yeah. so every every work of the saw, every hammer of the nail. Mm-hmm. I mean, holiness. Yeah. Lo- I mean, holiness himself was present there. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, you know, I'm thinking also, when you said freeing, just going back to the freeing thing, I hope that this conversation brings a lot of reassurance, not that we have it all figured out, you oh, know? No. <laughs> <laughs> Heck no. Woohoo! Yeah, we could talk about these concepts and, you know, but I do hope that it brings reassurance to people who are um trying to follow like a big dream that they have you mm-hmm. know and and i do feel like we're pulled so many different directions as mm-hmm. young people where we're told to follow our dreams you know and um but then at the same time it's like if our dreams aren't based in god they're not really good dreams to follow mm-hmm. necessarily but you're not old enough yet to know that and so i notice a lot of people um sort of caught between like their dream job versus what they might think is their vocation, but they're not sure. And then, you know, do I get married and let go of this dream job? Or do I, you know, do I do what needs to be done, but then kind of work a job that I hate? Or there's a lot of pull, push and pull for both Mm -hmm. men and women. Um, I'd say particularly women, but I think men as well, you know, you kind of do I provide for the family or, Mm -hmm. or even now it's, it's like a choice to get, it's a, it's a maybe yes, maybe no to get married. Whereas sure. that used to be the expected thing if you weren't going to go into religious life. But but now it's much more like, do I do I even get married at all? Because it's very easy mm-hmm. not to get married. So I think that there is this push and pull. And, and I think it's, it's just really good to bring it back to like, what does God want from me right this moment? Am mm-hmm. I doing the things that I'm meant to do? Like, am I holy? And if I'm holy, that's good enough for God. Mm-hmm. And, and so I do feel like it, be, it makes the question of like, am I living this perfect life? much less important kind of like i didn't buy my dream house and and that's okay it's like that's not what i'm living for anyway even though you have to be you have to put thought and discernment into these things but it is um 
ultimately it's not the most important thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah Christ, Christ said on uh, in the Sermon on the Mount he said seek first the mm-hmm. the, uh, the kingdom man its righteousness and then everything else will come to you mm-hmm. and how wise literally that is mm-hmm. um, because once God is the center of our life everything else falls in order and God doesn't want anything else for us but our happiness. Mm. And he's not content with fleeting happiness. Mm. He wants true, deep, um, immu- immutable, unchanging, constant happiness for mm. us. And ultimately, when St- um, uh, Stacy, when you were talking about like you know following our dreams in our dream house, you know, and there's and there's something to be said about you know. Um, uh, you know, there, 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 there's something to be said between, you know, our dreams and if you want God's dream. Mm-hmm. Deep down, um, God's dream is our dream. So glad you said that. I said that in my episode too. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's what it's. It's not that our. It's not that we are. Uh, at odds with God no and that our it's n- our surrender is not going to lead to no. you're gonna hate this life every second there's gonna be a lot of hard things oh, but sure. you're gonna you're gonna love what God has in mind for you and um, you're gonna have to go through struggle maybe to get there to let go of what's holding you back sure. but ultimately his dream for you is the same as your deepest desires sure. they're one and the same and there's not a separation there's not an opposition there sure so you're only when you follow God's will you're only getting further not only in your spiritual life and your relationship but you're only working towards your own happiness as well (laughs) exactly and and Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the 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 original fault of 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 um adam and eve in Mm -hmm. the garden they considered that god was not out for their happiness Mm. and they trusted satan thinking that they could find their happiness elsewhere Mm -hmm. and here we are you know um, thanks guys guys <laughs> guys don't do the things don't do the things we should actually i'm gonna link to this in the show notes can you okay. tell them what the things oh the bible things is the bible things okay <laughs> so basically there's a site where it reduces all of scripture to the things <laughs> specifically sin i think specific, right? yes sin. Yeah. so so god creates adam and eve in the garden and he says, all right, guys, you can do anything you want in the garden, but don't do the one thing. And then here comes Satan. And, and then he's like, you know what? You should, you should really do the one thing. You'll like it. And then they do the thing. And then, and then Adam and Eve are hiding from God. And then God's like, you did the things, didn't you? We did. And then... And then it just spirals all the way down through salvation history to, we did the things again. We did the things again. <laughs> and every time God says, guys, <laughs> I will, I will put that in the show notes. It's, oh, it's pretty, so worth it. it's brilliant. Yeah. It's like one page short. It'll fit on your, your phone screen. Yeah. You know, going back to your point though, uh, Stacy, like, well, like there, there, and this is very crucial, you know, I mean, the whole notion of God as a competitor mm-hmm. with humanity, as a, you know, I want to stifle you. I want you to merely be so subservient 
you know, in the kind of uh, derogatory form of how we take it. No, 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 no. God is the very ground in which we're truly free, in mm. which we're truly alive, mm-hmm. which is why many day, which is why you'll see in the culture nowadays, many, so many people are unhappy mm-hmm. because so much has taken his place in their hearts, whether it be sports, whether it be, you know, et, um, uh, et, et, um, entertainment relationships, mm-hmm. they've, Fashion. they've sought yeah. first the relationships, the sports and, you know, what have you, and everything else has been taken from them. Mm-hmm. But only when we follow Christ and only when we attach ourselves to him as the center of our lives does everything come. And that's not to say that we can't desire, you know, good things. Right. I mean, we should have a desire for food. We should have a desire for, you know, um, for kids. We should have a desire for chocolate mm. in front of me right now. <laughs> uh, so much uh, chocolate. Uh, desire. Oh, my Woo-woo. gosh. <laughs> we um, have so much chocolate given to me by my in-laws last weekend. So we're literally, I mean, there's one, <laughs> this two, is very dangerous thing. three, four, five, six kinds of chocolate right now. Which may all come into my stomach here pretty soon. <laughs> Who knows? Desire God, oh, Greg. Man, sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, but like once you, once he is the priority Everything yeah. else falls in line because yeah. everything is rightly ordered. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, what should be the center of our lives, but the one who made us? Mm-hmm. I mean, he deserves the worship that is due him. Mm-hmm. And you know, wor- wor- worship actually comes from 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 an older English t- uh, term called worthship. Hmm. What is of highest worth to you? Hmm. That's what you worship. Hmm. So, um, if we worship Christ, everything else will be prevented. And, you know, will it be done perfectly? No. Mm -hmm. But the the idols will be prevented Mm -hmm. far more fully. Yeah. I know. I'm just thinking of an example in my own life of, and I can't attribute this necessarily to me growing in holiness, although I hope and I think maybe it has at least partially, but... Um, I used to be just so, so attached to food and I used to, every meal had to be gourmet. I would like dream about what I was going to cook and what I was going to make for, you know, for myself. And I know that sounds really weird, but it's true. Um, and I used to just think I used to use food as comfort. It was emotional Mm -hmm. comfort. And honestly, it was, it was kind of my God. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it it was, um, they say like their gods are in their stomach or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I was like, I read that verse once and I was like, oh no. (laughs) And, you know, and through, I'd say just through. Um, parenthood and through living out my vocation, I've been healed of a lot of that. And I know, I know everyone's at a different point in their life. So I know some women who have become mothers and then they've started to actually become emotionally attached to food in a way that mm-hmm. they weren't probably because of the stress of, of being sure. a parent. But it, for whatever reason, for me, I've been set free of that. And, and it is really good to look back and say, you know what, it's okay to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for this mm-hmm. meal. And it doesn't, it's going to fuel me. It's not perfect. It's not completely nutritious. It's not a salad in the sense mm-hmm. of I'm going to get all my antioxidants and whatever, but you know what, it doesn't have to be perfect because as long as I'm you know uh living for the right things um for the things <laughs> the right <laughs> the ones, right ones <laughs> then uh then it, it it doesn't matter it can be yeah. it can be whatever and I've just noticed that it's gotten a lot simpler like yeah. our grocery bills you know we're, we kind of 
buy groceries based on prices of, of things as well as health, but it also is, doesn't have to be an idol. It doesn't have to be yeah. something that's, you're always seeking like the perfect meal and you have to, I don't know, saute the veggies perfectly and yeah, get this yeah, perfect yeah. cut of steak or whatever. It's yeah. just, it's like, this is food and it's going to nourish me and it's in front of me. And some nights I have macaroni and cheese for dinner because yeah. that's what, that's all I have time to make for my kids and me. So that's, there it you is. know, and I, I usually prepare more than that. I almost always prepare more than that for them. <laughs> but sometimes that's all mom gets to eat. And it's okay. Like, it's I'm still functioning. I'm here. You know, I look fine. And it's like, I don't need to worry. And then also with body image, too. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. do that's I have the perfect body? Um, mm-hmm. No. And do I work out five days a week? No. I work out maybe one or two days now just because I'm mm-hmm. so busy. But I take my kids in a walk. And through that, I get a lot of exercise. Sure. And and it ha- it has been really good to let go of a lot of that. And again, this is a lot of grace, too. This isn't because sure. I'm so holy. It's just more like what I get excited about now is not like having the perfect body or a six pack, mm-hmm. which like literally I'm never going to have because I have so many <laughs> stretch marks from having my children. But it doesn't matter. It's yeah. okay. And yeah. sometimes it bothers me a little bit that, you know, I'm, my, my stomach will never be perfectly flat. But I'm like... I can let it go quickly and just be like, whatever. It's it's not a big deal. Going to get on with my day and go yeah. clean up those eggs on the floor. <laughs> That's my struggle now. That's my new Listen, struggle. Listen, man, you're, you're, you know, the whole bending down thing. I mean, there, there, there you're getting your, you know, your, your squats. And <laughs> oh, they are. it's so much of a workout carrying children. Oh, man. And cleaning up things constantly. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Keeps you fit. But that, but that's a good sign, though. It shows you that you're seeing food in its proper place. Yeah, it's now, good. I enjoy it. Exactly. But you it's still not see above. its worth. Mm-hmm. You see its worth, mm-hmm. but in the greater context, mm-hmm. right? Christ said, "Don't worry. You know, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to mm-hmm. wear, what you're going to drink. You know, the Gentiles look for these things, mm-hmm. right? And rather seek seek Me, mm-hmm. and then everything else will Bam. follow. Yeah." You are you are my inheritance, O Lord. Mm-hmm. That verse keeps coming to me in prayer, and I and it hit me one day recently. I was like, if God is my inheritance, I have to really want God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if really, that's if that's the greatest thing that's waiting for me, I have to make sure I really spend time with Him. Yeah. And that I when I come face to face with Him, God willing, that I actually that this is what I wanted all along. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what and that's partially. You know, and, and that's crucial for for the drive for holiness, mm. right? Lord, I seek your face. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know, I find my happiness in you alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's one line in the Psalms where it says, um, uh, um, apart from God, I want nothing on earth. Mm. And there's that level of detachment mm-hmm. where you're only attached to God. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you have, you have to give up everything else? No. Mm-hmm. But when it's taken from you, you're fine. Hmm. You're fine. Mm-hmm. And you'll but, still suffer probably if yeah. they're taken from you. Like if somebody were to come and axe murder my children and my husband. Oh, absolutely. Would I be, would I be fine? No. No, no, no. no. But in the big sense of the yes, word, the very biggest you would, sense of the word. You would still be provided for. Mm-hmm. God has not left you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, and, and, and that's, and, and I, I sympathize and well, I shouldn't sympathize. I empathize with you know anyone who's 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 listening who's going through um just you know severe kinds of su- of su- of suffering whether it be mm-hmm. physical mental emotional spiritual mm-hmm. you know it's very easy to talk about detachment when you're not in the dumps absolutely but yeah. at the same time 
you know, um, true happiness is found in hol- in holiness, mm-hmm. and that's being obedient to the will of God and accepting all of the crosses that one that God sends you. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between that. Like you can you can be in depression. But then you can also take, like, accept the cross of depression, which isn't to say that you don't try to get out of it, because um, I don't think God wants anyone to sit in depression their whole life and just say, okay, well, this is God's will. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's that suffering that we really don't have control over, Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, I mean, if there is a medicine, take it, you know, like God gave us, God gave us reason to Mm -hmm. use. Yeah. Yeah. but, you know, I mean, I know that in some translations from the Sermon on the Mount for the Beatitudes, you'll see, you know, ha- happy are you when da-da-da-da, happy are you. I don't know if that's a good translation. Mm. Blessed are you. Mm. Ble- There's a difference between blessedness and happiness. Mm. And happiness is more, I mean, you know, I mean, you'll have different thoughts on this, but for the sake of this, for the sake of this, uh Happiness is, is, and the way that it's kind of generally used, um, you know, uh, happiness can, you know, can be thought of as a feeling, mm-hmm. you know, but blessedness, joy, those are things that go deeper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sometimes you, and sometimes the, the, de- the, de- the, de- uh, the definitions can mix, mm-hmm. but Christ said, Christ didn't say, you know, you're going to feel happy when you're persecuted. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel happy when you're the poor in spirit. He, he never promised that. Mm-hmm. He said, blessed are you. Um, Let me ask then a clarifying question. Yeah. How does that relate to what you said earlier, which was God wants your happiness? Uh, okay. Okay. So, may, so, so, so maybe that's where the, the kind of the, de, the, de, uh, the definitions can kind of mm-hmm. merge. on. That's yeah. why I wanted to clarify. Yeah. yeah no. So like, maybe this could be a clarifier feeling happy and being happy Hmm. Mm -hmm. feeling happy and being happy feeling happy good luck you know you know, it's I'm hot happy out, all right? the time. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Listen, it's probably all that chocolate over there. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a girl's constant, best friend. I constant mean. bliss. Yeah, that and, and diamonds. <laughs> that and diamonds. <laughs> you know, like feeling happy. That comes and it goes. That that's the very nature of feelings. They come mm. and they go. But being happy, that is a result of choice. Hmm. Because we're happy when we're virtuous. And when we pursue holiness, we're, we're miserable when we choose vice and when we run away from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good um, clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sorry for the, sorry for the mix up. <laughs> no, it's good. We got it. We got, we got it all down eventually. Um, you brought two texts tonight, I did. which um, I'm looking forward to talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, Jean-Pierre de Cassade's abandonment. Did I say that right? Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre de Cossade. Thank you. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Aban- abandonment to divine providence. Now I have like an urge to have a chocolate. It's like, may we? You should. <laughs> <Le chocolat>. You should. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> we can edit this out. Oh, man. We got the peanut butter cookie. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, abandonment to divine providence. And then we also have Peter Crave's book called How to Be Holy, which is like perfect, which I, uh, yeah, first steps in becoming a saint. Bam. A festooning of abandonment to divine providence. Isn't that brilliant? Oh my word? gosh. A festooning. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. John actually would be having a heyday with that. We probably need to buy that book 
for John. Um, so, okay. So there, it looks like, so they're related. I love Peter Kraft, but I haven't read um, How to Be Holy. And it's been a long time since I've read Abandonment to Divine Providence. But I remember, I remember how intense it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you'd recommend these texts, oh, obviously. Absolutely. And and they're all based around abandonment, right? Yeah. They're, they're, or I should say, they're both, I assume, based around abandonment. So how do you abandon yourself? How do you know when you've abandoned yourself? Mm. Yeah. So you know you, you've abandoned yourself when you've done it. <laughs> you just do it, yeah. right? Ni- right? Not ni- uh, not uh, Nike. You just do it. Just do it. So it's it's you know our 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 um, our lady gave her fiat. Mm-hmm. She, I mean that that I mean she had always abandoned herself, but at that moment it was really brought to the fore. Mm-hmm. So you simply do it. Yeah, Lord, your will be done. And if you and if you truly intend that not 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 even feeling it if i mean because oftentimes we don't feel like doing god's will yeah but if we truly intend it if we will it if we choose it there's the abandonment and abandonment there are two sides there's a pat there's a more both both sides are active Mm -hmm. but there's more of a passive side and more of an active side Hmm. and it's summed up in what our lady told the uh, told the servants at the wedding at Can- at Can- at, Can- um, at Cana, do whatever he tells you. Mm. So the doing is the active part. Mm. Whatever he tells you is the re- is the receptivity. Mm. So there's a receptiveness to what he's telling me, and then you go and you do. Mm-hmm. And isn't that life, mm-hmm. mommy? Absolutely. I need my diaper changed receptivity this is god's will for me i go do it mm-hmm. you know you know stay stacy we got to pay the bills receptivity doing mm-hmm. and um and so that's uh that, those are the two sides of abandonment mm. um the receptivity and and, and really yeah. the intention to do whatever it is that god tells you to do whether or not that's what you want, like you have to just have that intention, right? That's crucial, mm-hmm. but intention isn't everything. Because, um, you know, um, now De Cossard talks about the importance of goodwill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we, 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 all, we, all, we automatically should think of you know, glory to God in the highest and peace uh, to those of goodwill, mm-hmm. Right. Um, God sees our goodwill. Now, does that mean everything we do is right? No. Because oftentimes our, our, our wills from the fall have been weakened very se- uh, severely. Mm-hmm. And our intellect less so. Because oftentimes we know what we should do, but we don't do it. Mm-hmm. They're St. Paul, right? Right. Um, but the intention is crucial. Yeah. And... Um, uh, and really that abandonment, I mean, Peter Kreeft talks about this. Actually, he, Peter Kreeft, um, if you go on his website, um, maybe, maybe Stacy, you could put an article or, uh, put a link for, for um, in the show notes for this on the show notes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, uh, he has an, a whole, he has a whole article on, on, on discernment. Oh, cool. And I have mm-hmm. gone to it many times Awesome. in difficult, you know, situations and things mm-hmm. like that where, with abandonment, it's where we say to God with our whole hearts, your will be done. Mm-hmm. But then 
God turns or God turns around and says, now your will be done. Mm-hmm. Because if our whole will is to do the will of God, then doing our will necessarily is doing the will of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And he brings that out, which That's is very cool. freeing. Because it's like God is not in competition. He's not here to crush my will. Mm-hmm. He's here to vivify it. He's here to expand it. Right? Mm-hmm. Sin shrinks it. Mm-hmm. Sin shrinks it. And sin dulls it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like, s- sin makes our souls a very dull gray. Mm. But san- sanctity gives it a vibrancy and a color and it kind of it kind of brings the image of like St. Therese's garden image where you know um you know the church is a garden and you have all these different flowers right all the different saints mm-hmm. and they're each and they each have their own radiance and their color mm-hmm. um and uh and they're also different and they're also different mm-hmm. yeah but they were all faithful yeah yeah, it's that I, I think that the hardest part of discernment is that surrender, that abandonment. Like, I think surrender and abandonment are kind of interchangeable. Mm-hmm. In my life, in my discernment journey, which I talk about on my episode of my, I think it's, I don't know what episode it is, episode eight maybe, um, of of this podcast, um, it, that was the hardest part for me in asking, not just saying to God, like, I may my will be done, but like, what is your will? And then really listening and be and saying, actively, I am willing to do whatever it is that you mm-hmm. tell me to do, especially if it was something that I didn't want at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I believe in that so strongly. I actually give that away to my subscribers. I have a prayer of surrender that sure. a priest, <clears throat> a priest gave me, and this is cool. He ended up actually, um, he lived in a different state, different diocese, six hours away from where I was living, but he yeah. ended up actually celebrating my wedding mass. Oh, look at that. Isn't that cool? And he gave me this prayer of surrender and confession. And so I actually give that, I I don't know who to to attribute it to or whom to attribute it to, to whom, to it. No, brother. I give up. may ascribe it. Oh, give up, Greg. (laughs) Festooning. (laughs) Anyway, festooning. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know who festooned that. But but I I give that away to all my subscribers, to anyone um, who enters their email and and they get that in their inbox um, because it was the most beneficial thing for my spiritual life because it took it from a place of, okay, I'm doing, I'm checking the boxes. I'm doing church on Sundays. I'm, you know, even doing daily mass. You can go to daily mass and still still not be holy. (laughs) Yeah, you can go, you can do all of the things and (laughs) do all of the good things (laughs) and still not be holy if you haven't really um, given your your will to God. And I found that that prayer um, really particularly helped me listen for God's answer without putting words in his mouth that weren't actually there. Because when you put words in God's mouth, it doesn't work. He's just kind of silent. (laughs) (laughs) Or he'll send things your way. Peter Kreeft does mm -hmm. a magnificent job in talking about the apparent silence of God. Mm, Um, Yes. Super confusing for people. You know, um, how do I know his will? You know, why am I not getting the neon lights? Mm-hmm. Well, this goes again to the fact of God presents God presents His will in the very ordinary, mm-hmm. mundane things, which we may we may almost not want to even think is even like is that even worthy of God mm. to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you think of the Eucharist, and you think of Christ and on the cross, and then you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, also, and the fact that He created like clover <laughs> like he tiny tiny platypus. <laughs> i mean 
moss. I moss. Have you ever like laid on the ground and just looked at oh, the moss? Gosh. It's a kingdom. I probably it's should a, now. It, you sh- you definitely <laughs> should. People will think you're crazy, but it's its own kingdom. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, you know, it's such a nerd. At, at the same time, though, uh, God God will not answer every single time we ask Him what's His will. Because he wants us to be create, 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 uh, create, uh, creative. Mm-hmm. He only g- he gave us ten commandments, not ten thousand. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, mm. and what Peter Kreeft says in his article on discernment is, you know, we've been given indicators of how to gauge the will of God. We've been given our conscience. We've been given church teaching. We've been given the good advice of others. Mm-hmm. We've been given the scri- scri- uh, We've been given the scriptures, um, and then he goes over three more, um, which can be found in the in the article. But he says that if there's no warning signs, like if you're like, I think to kind of su- sum it all up, if you're not breaking the commandments, mm-hmm. and if you're truly trying to do the will of God with your whole heart, then just do it. Right. You know. I almost want to add, and I don't know what else was on the list because I haven't read the article, but I was thinking about gut instinct as well. Yeah. Like, here's here's a funny thing. I'm not old, but I'm old enough to look back at some of my life choices. I've made enough choices now where I find that the right choices... Um, so often we're just based in my intuition right from the start. And I know they say there's that stereotype of women's, uh, a woman's intuition, but I think men probably have it too. And it's, 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 that's quiet. It's kind of like listening for God's voice in prayer. You have to quiet Mm -hmm. yourself in order to hear it. You have to get rid of the noise, which is why you need prayer and you need Mm -hmm. contemplation um, so that you can strengthen the certainty of that voice within you. Mm -hmm. But man, the number of times I've talked myself in circles with what's rational and what's like, there were a lot of guys that I dated before John and, um, and it just never was the right thing. But Mm -hmm. if I had really listened to my intuition it was there, like my gut instinct was there all the time that this wasn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't articulate it, you can't put your finger on it. Sometimes you need to keep acting in order to really see that, you know, you need to let it bear fruit in order to sure. see what it is. Because you can't always just act instantly on that gut instinct. Sure. But, you know, even last night there was a, um, like a business relationship that I kind of had to let go of. And mm-hmm. I just got confirmation of why that was a good thing last night. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? It was in my gut the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Things that should have been simple were not simple. How does that relate to holiness? Like, oh, yeah. what's your yeah. take on all this? No, yeah. Um, I mean... We have our we have our natural indicators, right? So we have our conscience. Mm-hmm. We have, um, and all of these are wired for holiness. I mean, mm. that's the very purpose God create created us. So all of it is oriented to holiness. Mm-hmm. So we have our natural indicators, you know, whether it be our conscience, the wise advice of friends. Um, the gut instinct that you're mm-hmm. like, that kind of that intuition. Yeah. Like what's bringing you peace and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have your more supernatural indicators through prayer, mm. through the teachings of the church, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, or sorry, not the gifts uh, the fruits of the Holy Spirit where, mm. you know, joy. I mean, I mean, those first three are pretty crucial, you mm. know, love, joy, and peace. And, mm. uh, and, 
and you nailed it right yeah. there. Um, you were not at peace. You were fighting. Right. And you know what's cool? I'm just thinking about sort of some parallels here. I'm not saying that uh, following your gut instinct is akin to prayer, but I sure. think that there's an interesting similarity that you have to quiet yourself for both of those things and really listen mm. to the still small voice, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually cool, too, because it even relates back to what we were saying earlier, which is that your deepest desires are God's desires for you. And mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. he does speak through those gut instincts sure. where it's that could be the voice of God speaking to you. Not that it always is, but when sure. you really find it and it's there, it's it's aligning. It's yeah. those deeper desires that, that y- you didn't even know were there necessarily. And they're, they're like aligning with God's will for sure. you, which and, is pretty and, cool. Yeah. And, and God gave you those, those, those desires, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, sin, the thing is, is, is sin twists those. Oh, thanks. oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, Johan. can you come to the microphone and say that? <coughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> You guys are doing great. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. Oh my gosh, thank you. Nice. That was an endorsement from John Summerow himself. Dude. I, I mean, talk about Catholic celebrities. Catholic cel- Yeah, yes. <laughs> Catholic hey, celebs. Celebs. <laughs> celebs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we all, that, that whole notion of God is not in competition. God is in transformation. He's mm. in deification, in you know, in, in raising us up to the fullness of what we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and <sighs> so he good. works through our desires. Um, now, should they always be acted on? No. You know, if I want to be, not. you know, if I'm called to be a priest, I'm not meant to be an army met. Ar- I'm not meant to be an, ar- I'm not meant to be an army met, me- uh, army medic. Right. You know, or a marine sniper, or a marine sniper. <laughs> Actually, sharks. I am going to be a marine sniper. <laughs> but you know what, though, it's interesting. My, it's so, kind of like being a fisherman. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you well, you know what I mean by a marine sniper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I okay, do. I do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I was wondering, Stacy. I'm like, oh my gosh. What have I, I don't done? know if our friendship can bear this. <laughs> like, in, in in a certain sense. I get to be a marine sniper, but in God's mi- 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 military. Mm, I mean, what is the confessional? But you know, mm. I mean, that's it's it's defending the flock, mm-hmm. right? And what is and that's what a marine sniper does. He defends his men. Mm. God God's commandments are largely about what we shouldn't do. Yeah, but he gives right. us the creativity for what, what we can and should do. You know, right? I mean, he gives us creativity for you know. I mean. You know, because I'm, I, and I, I, I struggled with this in terms of trying to discern the will of God very concretely and very minutely to mm-hmm. the point where it, came, it, it became a kind of micromanaging mm. kind of deal, and where mm-hmm. I really felt like I was being kind of compressed and yeah. pushed scrupulous. down, Scru- scrupulous, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, and. You know, God does not want me to eat that Big Mac. <laughs> but like seriously though, like that's I mean, I would listen, like I would be waiting for kind of the inspiration for God, like when I was doing physical therapy exercises, I was waiting for him to kind of give me the prompt to go from one exercise to another. Like that's mm. how minutely it was getting. And Peter Kreeft really pulled me out of that where it's like God does like it gets to the point of like you know, okay, should I pick up that plate first and bring it over there? And then, or should I pick up that plate first? Mm. 
it gets to be absurd. And sometimes even not things that are that minute, but things that are like uncomfortable or hard. Yeah. Like I've heard different guys be like, I'm waiting to ask this girl out until God tells me. And I'm like, if you have the desire, Gents, if, she, <laughs> if she's a good person who you are attracted to and you admire, just do it. Serious. Just do it. And he and God's put that desire in you already. Yeah. P- Here's your call. P- P- Peter Kreeft. And uh, yeah, P- Peter Crave talks about how, you know, if you like Susie more than Sally, then ask Susie right. out for like a date. Don't like if, right. if, if you're really just agonizing about who, 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 if you like the other more then then go with the other. Right. You know, exactly. So, I mean, God, God doesn't want us to be. God doesn't want us to micromanage because mm-hmm. I mean that's that takes away freedom and li- and 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 that kind of you know lively. Yeah. I mean God. I mean you know makes me think of Saint. I think it was Saint Irenaeus that said this. God's glory is man fully alive, mm. and you know when we're fully alive. I mean that. I mean think about he- think about he- uh, think about heaven. We will be fully alive, mm. fully. I mean, heaven is not, you know, where, you know, where we're all kind of like, you know, monks, you know, chanting, chanting. And, and yeah, like, no, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with being a monk, but <laughs> monks are great. Sorry, monks. Monks are great. <laughs> we love monks. Team monk. Monks are great. Uh, but yeah, like, no, no, no. Like, it's, 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 it's not so, that stereotype, though. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it, not it, it's not this kind of rigidity mm-hmm. and this kind of narrow this kind of narrow sense of life. Yeah. And God, God, I mean, I mean, the, the God who is the, the, the source of the, just the manifold creativity of the universe. Mm. I mean, it just, I mean, you see the different planets and the stars and the plants right. and the animals and, and people. And, and, uh, you know, if God d- desired that for the natural order, you know, um, specifically for those things which are you know from you know animals plants etc how much more for man whom he cares about infinitely more than the plants and the animals Mm -hmm. you know yeah totally i mean if you just look at creation and how incredible it is it's like okay god just did this because he wanted to like just just for fun just (laughs) because you look at all the different (laughs) flowers it's like oh i just felt like it let's do it let's do another thousand kinds of flowers like he didn't have to do any of that yeah so that is i mean basically we are called to like you said being fully alive and Mm -hmm. um yeah, again, something that's just been coming to me lately is how everything grows. Just to mm-hmm. c- continue and extend this nature analogy is that the seeds you plant will grow. And as a young person, I didn't really understand that it takes a long time for them to grow. Mm-hmm. But the ones that take a long time are the best. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've- and, you know, and yeah, you're like, you're, you're right. I mean, you... You feel this life. I mean, I mean, in a certain sense, you've given this podcast life. This right. is my baby. This is your baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's just <laughs> <sighs> way less painful Doesn't than my cry. other babies. <laughs> Don't need to change the diapers. No, you know. no diapers. No eggs on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good baby. She's but, she's yeah, a good baby. But you know, the, and you know, and, and and God leaves that creativity to us. Mm-hmm. He says, and he says, you know, if it's not disobeying the commandments, mm-hmm. and if you're truly trying to love me with mm-hmm. this, do it. Do it, and you yeah. know what? I'll I I will guide it to where it's meant to be. If right. it, and sometimes 
to our humility, some things fall flat. Yeah. Or we just discover, you know what? I didn't want this as much yeah. as I thought I did. And that's been f- true for many projects as well. I thought about making a blog. And yeah, like yesterday, you were thinking about <sighs> making a blog. Yes. <laughs> did okay. that dream die as well? Listen. Okay. <laughs> Hold up now. Year, so years ago, I thought about doing like a philosophy slash theology blog. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> I get to my first, uh, my first entry. I'm like, the deadly first I'm entry. Like, oh, this takes a lot of work. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, oh man, like, it's not just words. Well, <laughs> and it kind of died. <laughs> but when was this? Oh, this was like probably five, six years ago. Oh, okay. Thank you for all of this. Oh, um, sure. Go be saints, everybody. Okay, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just just do it. Nike, uh, there's the branding. You have one job. <laughs> you have one job. Lumen Gentium, Light of the Nations. Um, it's uh, the do- the basically the church is teaching on the church. Um, <laughs> and uh, so meta. I know, right? Re- re- redundancy is redundant. Um, <laughs> and uh, and there's a whole chapter in. in in there for uh, on the u- the universal call to holiness, talking about divine, and this is the centerpiece of what Peter Kraft kind of he, he centers his whole argument around this. Um, it's from Romans eight twenty eight, and he says, "We know that in everything God works for good with those who love Him, who are called according to His per who are called according to His per uh, according to His purpose." Mm. And there's your divine, there's your divine providence. If we, you know, everything will work out for those who love him and Mm -hmm. right. Seek first him, Mm -hmm. seek him first. And, and, and then, and then it points out, uh, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. We are meant to be made in the image of Christ. Mm in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren so that we may be sons in the capital S son hmm. and those whom he predestined. He also called called and caffeinated holiness. <laughs> there it is. And those whom he called, he also justified and those whom he justified. He also glorified. So holiness hmm. begins with justification, which, be, which begins at baptism. So those of you who are baptized are already holy. Mm-hmm. And those who have not been baptized are being called to be holy. And that holiness begins at baptism as almost like a seed. And then it's watered by grace and through charity. And that whole, so we are, we are, it's, it's the already, but not yet. Mm-hmm. We are all, we are already holy, but not yet to its perfection. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and even those outside of the church are called to be holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so don't think holiness is something that is, you know, that can only be attained in heaven. It reaches its completion mm-hmm. in heaven, but it begins now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So those are all really wonderful things. I'm going to put those in the show notes so you can look at them. 
Uh, Greg, it's been such a pleasure having oh, you as my here. guest. Stay we will see. be in touch um, after we move away. Oh my gosh, serious. <laughs> We're going to be at your ordination. Can we bring signs to your ordination? Is that inappropriate, Team Greg? <laughs> so, bring, so bring signs and st- and stand next to the people that say, you know, women's or women's ordination. Oh, good idea. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just stand in front of them. <laughs> Oh my gosh, B- Bishop Matano. So uh, the Bishop of Rochester. Hit what is so cool? What he'll do is b- before he goes down to process for the ordination, he'll he'll he sees them through the window and mm. and he'll bless them. Oh! And then he goes in. Mic drop. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> so good. Dang! Yeah, that's awesome. Greg, thank you so much. Thank you. What a pleasure. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch. We will. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope that was the shot in the arm that you needed today. If you haven't already, I would so, so appreciate you leaving me an iTunes review. I'd appreciate it even more if it was five stars, but I mean, please be honest. I hope that you have a wonderful, blessed two weeks. I will be back with you soon. And I just want to share now my little reflection here. It's non nobis domine. And the words mean, not to us, Lord, but to your name, give the glory. And I think that's really appropriate as we go about our lives. We've been talking about holiness, so let's give all the glory to God. Glory to God with this podcast. Glory to God with everything that we do, everything that we take into our day from here on out. So I'll see you all in two weeks.